10 stores, three years, 200,000 square feet, we believe we can garner 10% of the market share for Southern California for the next five years. We estimate that at a $7 billion market, CBD and THC. So if it all worked out and we were able to get that 10%, that could equate to something in the neighborhood of 500 to 700 million. We think we can run a 22 to 24% EBITDA business around that. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this month's BioTrack Cannabis Dispensary Spotlight Series with Michael Campbell, the CEO of CalEthos. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. Nice to be on your show. Well, I appreciate you taking time out to speak to us about the way people see dispensaries. But before we jump into that, I got to let everyone know that I found out before we started the interview that Michael's also a Buffalonian, former Buffalo guy from the same town. (laughs) We're from the same town. Go Bills. And living far away from Buffalo. Yeah, well, Calethos is a publicly traded company trading on the OTC market under the symbol B-U-U-Z. And I'm really excited to talk to you about your showcase by Calethos, which is so much more than a dispensary, so much more than a dispensary. I think the best way to get things started is to have you describe to our listeners what kind of an experience they have when they enter a showcase superstore. We are developing a platform for both the brands and the consumer in a large format. This is a 20,000 square foot showroom and event center. It was designed similar to uh, Nordstrom's cosmetic department where you have brands that are highlighted and displayed with people that are specific to that brand. So when you walk in, you'll be in roughly 15 to 17,000 square feet of kiosk and boutiques that are brand specific. We have 10 anchor brands in the center of the store. Those are full line brands Mm -hmm. that could have up to a couple of hundred SKUs of their products on display. We also have specialty sections where the store is sectioned off into specific product type And we also have an area that is called the chill zone, which is dedicated to the beverage and edibles. So those are actually refrigerated wall coolers for the beverages and refrigerated floor station for companies that want refrigeration for their chocolates, as an example. Okay, good. Interspersed throughout there, there are lounge areas. It's wide open. It's comfortable. It's not crowded. Adjacent to the retail showroom floor are two other components of our format. One is our dedicated marijuana pharmacy with certified cannabis pharmacists available for consultation. That is a separate inventory that is medical marijuana oriented only. Okay. And then the big piece of our format is the 200-seat event center for daily classes, workshops, and seminars on everything cannabis. In that brief explanation... You touched on so many things. I want to take them one by one. Sure. To start off with, the idea of of dedicating areas for brands to give them a voice, I think that's so important. I thought the same thing when I looked at the video. It seems like they're almost like cosmetic counters. 
we want it oriented towards female shoppers and we want them to be comfortable shopping in this environment. So it wasn't just creating a space for the brands. It was also creating an environment that people were comfortable and familiar shopping in. Yeah. Eliminating intimidation of the marijuana dispensary and making it easy for the average consumer to shop in it. I think that point of making it so it's not intimidating, I think that underlies everything you're doing here. This concept, in my mind, it's designed to open cannabis to everyone so that everyone feels comfortable visiting this. Making a commitment to a 200-person event center within your store, that is a gigantic financial commitment in there, but, but I think that it makes a huge difference because if, if you're educating people and getting people comfortable with products, I'm sure that's what the point was. It is an investment, but we see that being the single biggest draw and the best way for not only showcase stores to connect with consumers, but for our partner brands to connect to the consumer. Because it is truly a partnership. We're only as good as the brands that we house and support and vice versa. They're building us, we're building them. Yeah, and you're also building a community by doing this. You're Absolutely. Com- yeah. We want to give people in the local market around each store that they know that every Thursday night from 6 to 7 o'clock, there's going to be a class, workshop, or seminar on cannabis and pain management or cannabis and insomnia mm-hmm. or anxiety. If we implement that type of schedule and curriculum, it's easy for people yeah. to keep coming back to learn more. If they can't get something out of a class, we have a cannabis pharmacist on staff that they can consult within the pharmacy. And I was going to say, the, the cannabis pharmacy within the store and having a trained pharmacist there who is available for consultation, I'd be comfortable walking over to the pharmacist and talking to them. Sure. Them. You know, it's like a regular pharmacy. You can go into the pharmacy, any pharmacy today and, you know, ask the pharmacist, hey, I got a sore throat. What do you think I should take? Or whatever that ailment is. And the pharmacist always has a recommendation. Or he's going to send it to the doctor if he can't solve your problem. Just the very basics. How about drug interaction before I start down the road of seeking a remedy from cannabis yeah. for whatever? So those are the things that we see missing in the market and things that we're trying to bring to the market. We're trying to provide a service and a platform, a community that's not available in the market today. So we differentiate from the average marijuana dispensary that has to compete with the black market to stay in business. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors. As you're ordering and adding these items to your cart, in the back of the shop, we have a filming team that is constantly filling these orders. They could be like a fast food chain, right? The orders come up on the screen and you're constantly filling them. It's the same concept that we have at our retail outlets to allow all of our customer base to have an ease of access, safe access, and private access. Um, in some of our facilities, we've even gone as far as having VIP sections. Tune in on Sunday to hear the next episode of the Biotrack Cannabis Dispensary Spotlight Series with Chris Henry from Empire. And now let's get back to today's show. Before we run out of time, let's talk about your expansion. You, you mentioned that you're you're targeting suburban areas. Talk right. about what your plans are for the, you know, the upcoming season. Sure. We're, over the next three years, planning 10 of these throughout Southern California. Our goal is to have 10 facilities, 200,000 square feet of cannabis retail. 
We feel that we will be a dominant force with that footprint in Southern California. So 10 stores, three years, 200,000 square feet. We believe we can garner 10% of the market share for Southern California over the next five years. Wow. We estimate that at a $7 billion market, CBD and THC. <laughs> so if it all worked out and we were able to get that 10%, that could equate to something in the neighborhood of 500 to 700 million. We think we can run a 22 to 24% EBITDA business around that. Oh my gosh. All, all in, including all of the fun taxes that we get to pay in California. Like. <laughs> That's impressive numbers there, Michael. That's impressive numbers. Well, if you boil it down today and look at it from today's perspective, we started $1,000 per square foot per year. Even you know, MedMan is still running $5,000 per square foot per year. Mm-hmm. We're starting at 1000 We think that's rather conservative. To get to the number that I just told you about, basically $50 million per store on 20,000 square foot. That's only $2,500 a square foot. So okay, still yeah. half of what's currently being achieved in the market. Mm-hmm. We think the 1,000 per square foot to start going to 2,500 a square foot is realistic. The other advantage that we have under our brand membership program, they pay a monthly membership fee for their dedicated space. So a full-line brand, a major brand in the California market, pays us for their branded boutique. And there's a 1,000 brands in California. At maximum, we can house maybe 100 brands. Our 10 anchor brands are our key to us opening up new stores. And if we pick those 10 anchor brands, we can open up a store just about anywhere because we know we have our 10 anchors, and they're probably 80% of the draw to the store. Well, I wish we had more time to go through some more of the details of this, but I, I'm going to have all of your information on the MJ Bulls website and in the, and in the show notes. And just a reminder that Cal Ethos is trading on the OTC market under the symbol B-U-U-Z. Michael, I have a feeling you're going to be back on the show soon. <laughs> thanks Appreciate for, that. Thanks man. for being on the, on the show today. Not a problem. And when you get a chance, give me a call back and we can reminisce a little more about West Seneca. Go Bills. (laughs) Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, Your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. 
We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.